This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, as it turns out, federal auditors will be able to monitor all spending under the CARES Act. Congress and the Government Accountability Office are also now able to monitor PPP spending. And another piece of legislation aimed at rescuing the Postal Service. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The Treasury Department reverses course and says the Pandemic Response Accountability Committee has oversight into all spending under the CARES Act. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin tells the House Oversight and Reform Committee the law allows inspectors general on the committee to review spending under the Paycheck Protection Program and other funds previously in question. Treasury's legal counsel and the Office of Management and Budget determined in May that the PRAC only had authority over certain sections of spending in the CARES Act. The Council of the Inspectors General on Integrity and Efficiency voiced concerns about that legal opinion in a letter to Congress last month. The Small Business Administration and Treasury accede to a demand from Congress and the Government Accountability Office. Federal News Network's Tom Temin has more. The agencies say they're releasing detailed data on recipients of business loans made under the Payroll Protection Program. The information will cover loans made to some 4.9 million entities. SBA says it will limit info on recipients of loans of less than $150,000 to just names and addresses. Those small loans represent about 25% of the dollars. Members of Congress have been pressing SBA to deliver loan-level data as required by the stimulus law passed in April. I'm Tom Temin. A bipartisan bill in the Senate takes another shot at financial relief for the Postal Service. Here's Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. The Postal Service Emergency Assistance Act would give the agency up to $25 billion to cover losses from the coronavirus pandemic. But USPS would have to demonstrate through quarterly and annual reports that the money offset pandemic-related losses or operational costs. Senators Susan Collins and Dianne Feinstein introduced the bill, which would also clarify the terms USPS has to agree to for a $10 billion loan guaranteed under the CARES Act. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. Veterans Affairs says it cut the backlog of legacy appeals in half in about a year. VA says the backlog of non-remand legacy appeals is at less than 200,000. It was at over 400,000 appeals before Congress passed the VA Appeals Modernization Act. The Veterans Benefits Administration is also renaming and reorganizing some of its functions. The newly renamed Office of Administrative Review will be in charge of overseeing the legacy appeals backlog and VBA's higher-level review program. The goal is to resolve all legacy appeals by 2022. 75 employees at the Homeland Security Department will take part in a new pilot program focused on transitioning security technology from federal research and development to operational use. The Science and Technology Directorate awarded George Washington University in D.C. a $5.8 million contract to test out a new Masters of Business Administration program. DHS personnel will take classes and receive practical experience in the legal, technical, and business aspects of research, development, and transition to public and private sector security agencies. This will include developing and administrating courses on topics such as navigating established federal acquisition programs and utilizing more flexible alternative approaches to get technologies into operational use. 
GSA released the solicitation for the next generation of its widely popular 8A government-wide acquisition contract. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has details. 8A Stars 3 features six functional areas ranging from data management to software development to IT security. This government-wide acquisition contract has a $50 billion ceiling and will require bidders to meet some of the strictest supply chain risk management requirements ever seen in a broad procurement vehicle. GSA released the final request for proposals yesterday. The RFP details that 8A firms will have to prepare to meet the Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification, or CMMC, program standards. Bids are due August 5th. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. A group of victims is suing the American Federation of Government Employees over the conduct of its former national president. Two people who described themselves as former drivers for J. David Cox says he sexually assaulted, harassed, and discriminated against them on the job. They've now filed suit in federal district court. The plaintiffs say they're also suing current AFGE national leaders for failing to take action after receiving numerous complaints about Cox. They're demanding a trial by jury and compensation. Cox resigned earlier this year amid an ongoing sexual harassment scandal involving other former AFGE employees. A new Pentagon audit finds the military services may be wasting a lot of money on security details for senior DOD officials. More from Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. As of now, whether or not an official gets a security detail and how large it is is based completely on how senior their position is. But the DOD Inspector General says it would make more sense and be more cost-effective if the services based those decisions on whether or not the official faced a genuine security threat. The new report identifies several other examples of potentially wasteful spending. One example, each military service sends its own security personnel to protect its senior officials when they travel, even if a sister service might have perfectly qualified personnel at the destination. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Lieutenant General Richard Clark is nominated as the next superintendent of the U.S. Air Force Academy. If confirmed by the Senate, Clark will replace Lieutenant General Jay Silveria, who has led the school since 2017 and will retire this year. Clark currently works as the Air Force Deputy Chief of Staff for Strategic Deterrence and Nuclear Integration. He also served as the Vice Commander of Air Force Global Strike Command. The Defense Department had a record month of coronavirus cases, but it's still opening bases where possible. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni reports. The Defense Department saw its coronavirus cases more than double over the last month. However, the Pentagon is still going ahead with its plan to reopen bases and lift service member travel restrictions where it can. To date, 70 of the military's 230 bases have been reopened. DOD is using an area-based protocol to open its installations. Bases must show a downward trend of cases in their area and show they have the health infrastructure available for a spike in cases before restrictions can be lifted. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. And the majority of regional offices at the Environmental Protection Agency are in the initial stages of reopening. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco has more. All but two EPA regional offices are under phase one of the agency's reopening plan. Just Region 6 in Dallas and Region 9 in San Francisco are the exceptions. EPA and the American Federation of Government Employees are preparing to bargain over those reopening plans next Monday. EPA says it's putting together its national bargaining team ahead of negotiations next week. Meantime, employees say they're concerned about coming back to the office too quickly. They're also looking for more detail on the agency's reopening plans in later stages. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts, and stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. Thank you.